You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Oh, happy Halloween. Ha <laughs> <laughs> And joining us today in the spooky Palace of Megapixels is a content creator who can be found playing a variety of games on Twitch, some spooky, expressing their love of anime on TikTok, and even telling the world how awesome and love they are on Twitter. Once just a mere mod for many other Twitch streamers, she made the move to Twitch streamer and with her a unique and positive energy on every stream. That winning combination led to such milestones as being a co-host for Twitch Chicago live stream and the event organizer for the Chicago community meetups powered by Twitch, plus a number of partnerships with such names as Devolver Digital, Playful Studios, and even Amazon. But even more impressive, is their charity work having raised over $40,000 across multiple charity events such as the Scarathon and the 12 Days of Indies since 2018. But what more can I say about this person that they haven't already said about themselves and probably in a much better way? Please welcome to the show one of the hardest working people I've seen every day on Twitter with an equal passion for video games, anime, and even wrestling, the hype queen herself, Yebba Deba. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for that intro. I'm blushing over here. the best. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. First of all, first of all, it is so lovely to be here. Oh my gosh, I feel like it's been an insurmountable mountain to finally get over here. And it's like the stars all aligned, calendars aligned, my work isn't on fire. Like, it's Mm -hmm. great. So yeah, thank you for having me. long (laughs) overdue. So I know that we were actually talking about a few games when we were kind of having our back and forth trying to get this going. But before we get to those, I wanted to get your input on a game that I saw that you were playing recently on one of your VODs on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And that was Chicory. Because a few weeks back, if Lace will probably remember, I mentioned that I played it for a bit and I wasn't completely wowed by it, which kind of hit me, you know, caught me off guard. I thought, well, this would be kind of a fun game. I I guarantee I'd kind of get into it. And I don't know. I think maybe I started it too soon after another game and I wasn't sure if it was for me. So tell me your feelings on that game. Yeah. um, So I loved uh, Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Um, I do think there were probably two things uh, to keep in mind that probably um, influenced the level of enjoyment. Uh, one was the platform. I played it on Switch, and I felt like this was a better built game for mouse and keyboard. So ah, okay. I think with with the the detail that you needed to color things, or just maybe the speed in which you wanted to fill out one of the maps, or get through the puzzles, or be able to to draw and do those things, it probably would have been a better fit um, mm-hmm. if it was on a mouse and keyboard. So I feel like if you didn't get it on the right console that's probably going to be part of the the influence there second is if you like text-based heavy games 
Um, this will be the one for you. Uh, if you don't like that and you want things to keep moving and and you don't want to have to have interactions with people, you just want to get through the storyline, Chicory is probably not the best fit. But I will say the dialogue and the story and the character development and how you interact with each of the individual characters was absolutely stunning. So they okay. they put a lot of heart and a lot of emotion and a lot of just personal like like introspective review of like, this is where I was, this is where I am now. Am I an imposter? Like, should I even be the, the wielder? Should I not be the wielder? Am I a terrible right. person? And like, it, in the so the subject matter can get a little, um, a little introspective and maybe hard for some people. Now I've been going to therapy for like a long time, so it's not for me, but um, I can definitely see how that would be uh, probably not the best subject matter for someone. Um, sure. But it, in terms of just an overall experience, it was probably the most unique I've played uh, in a while uh, in terms of just the puzzles and the mechanics and uh, the overall story. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I, I th that was when I finished offline and recorded myself doing because I enjoyed it so much and I wanted to share mm. it with people. So, yeah, no, that, that was a 10 out of 10 game. Okay. I, I think I just need to kind of come back to it at a, at a better time because I think I hit it. I was playing it right after I finished something, mm -hmm. and sometimes genre hopping. You're you're already kind of in this mode for this one kind of game, yep. and then you go into something a little lighter, and it's just like, uh, it's it's not doing it for me right now. So Absolutely. I do want to come back to it. So I'll I'll definitely do that at yeah. some point. Did you have a chance to play Moonlighter? That was another game that you were asking about. Yes, I had not had a chance to play it. Um, I did see uh, one or two of my fellow mutuals uh, playing it on their streams one time, and I know that it's going to be a game that I enjoy um, mm -hmm. because, you know, it, it's roguelike. Um, there are different instances um, when it comes to things. It's never the same. So it kind of has that, like, Binding of Isaac slash Hades um kind of mechanic to it and then there's also like the building up the store and managing all that stuff so it, it really i know it's going to hit all of the things that make that tickle my brain and make me happy so mm -hmm. um i know that that's going to be a fun one and i thought the art style was stunning um oh, yeah. just in terms of of uniqueness and 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 personality so um i'm 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 very uh, very much looking forward to that the 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 one that has hooked me currently that probably has usurped a, a Moonlighter a bit is Domekeeper. Domekeeper. I know I've heard that. It's so good. I can't good. think of it. Okay, I'm going to put that down on a list to check out because I know I've heard of it. Domekeeper. So gotcha. It's a, just a multi multi-task bonanza uh, as you fight aliens and, and dig for stuff. So oh, it's nice. like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's like Dig Dug and um, uh, what's that one? What's that one? Uh, tower defense. Tower it's it's kind of like Dig oh, Dug and yeah. Tower Defense, like mashed together in a cute little pixelated game. All right. Well, we are probably going to ask you a few more questions a little uh, farther down the line, but uh, I want to do some business up front. First of all, uh, our good friend Eric Slater was on the latest episode of Horror Rambling. So if you guys want to go check that out, we were talking about the first three Halloween movies. Uh, I called it John Carpenter's Halloween trilogy, which, you know, might ruffle some feathers, but I did that on purpose. I wanted to see what people would say. Uh, and then we also, Lace and I together, were on the latest episode of Podcasters Disassembled with our good pal Zach Derby talking about Hocus Pocus. What did we think about it? 
You gotta go listen. listen. We're not gonna tell yeah. you here. No. I finally so. watched. I finally watched the second one last night. And what did you think? I loved it. Did you? I loved it. I I, the- I can I can see people's uh, criticisms or how it didn't flow right for them, but in terms of I waited twenty nine years and this is what I got, I was very happy. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, it had some moments. It, it, I don't think I had the nostalgia level. Here I am spoiling part of the episode. Uh, Apologies. But, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I think that was part of a lot of the draw for some people who wanted the sequel. So yeah. that's all I'm going to say. And I'll throw it away yeah. from there. Uh, another thing, too, and this may seem like a random thought, but I, this kind of relates back to a, a previous episode. Do you remember, Lace, we had this conversation about the actor Carrie Elways and how he, when he gets angry and he shouts words, uh, uh-huh. it sounds off. I like, think he slips back into his accent. What what accent? What accent is that? I think he's. God, now I'm gonna look. I didn't it up think he was British. I'm never confident in my own brain ever for anything anymore. I mean, sometimes I think he is. Sometimes I think yeah, he's not. English. Okay. Yeah, okay. Phew. All right. Well, <laughs> I was like, I thought so. Um, but yeah, so I think maybe it's just one of those things where you get so irritated, you tend to slip back in. It's right. good acting. He's I guess. <laughs> well, see, I think the, the movie that I kind of noticed it in was Saw, where he was like, you bastard, yeah. you bastard. And I, I was so confused. And then the other day I came back to Bram Stoker's Dracula and mm-hmm. I hadn't watched that movie in a long time. And he shouted at someone and he did it again. And I was like, okay, so that wasn't a fluke. It was weird. Yeah. Maybe, so, maybe it's just one of those things. He shouldn't shout at people. That's all I'm saying. He's a great actor and I love him to death. Or, just, or just do it in an English uh, a movie where everyone, yeah, <laughs> where just everyone do, has the same accent. I don't keep know. him calm. He's, right. he's nicer just calm. Just be chill, man. Yeah, it's you're, cool. you're cool. You've earned, your, you've earned your way now to do chill movies. Okay. Well, I started chill, I guess. Sure. Princess Bride's pretty chill. I wanted I wanted to kind of uh, tell you both the story and kind of get your input. And I'm going to leave out a few details because I feel like it's... Um, it, uh, there's reasons. Anyway, so have you guys encountered like online money scams? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the other day, I wake up to a missed call, a text message, and all this info saying that I received money in my bank account, a transfer from Zelle for an amount of money that was a little extreme. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so whatever. I just assumed it was a spam text and, and I was just ignoring it. So... Paid it no mind, but then I looked at my bank account, and there sits the money. <gasps> and I was like, what is this? And I was afraid to do anything because I don't know what what this is. I don't know yeah. who the person was. This was someone who sent it via Zelle, and I was looking for loopholes. Like, is there some way they can retract this back and take more money back? Or, mm-hmm. Because I've seen those where people will send you money for a product that you're trying to sell. And then they'll say, oh, well, we can't authorize it until you give us, you know, X amount of money back. And then we'll take this. But then they never send you money. Right? Sure. Right. Okay. 
So I've seen that. But this, the money is in my account. And I don't know who this person is. I don't have a way to send it back to them because I don't know where it came from. So I'm, I'm kind of putting a pin in this to, to just hang on to until I can figure out what to do with it. Because it seems as though it could have been an accident. Right. But... The name associated, age, yeah. <laughs> the name associated with it seems like one of those scammer names, you know. Did you that try you s- looking up the name and stuff. I Maybe did reviews. Okay. And there were so many across the United States, and this one came straight from California, based on the phone call that I received. Right. Because it also their name also showed up, uh, and if it's the same person, they're a doctor. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I'd contact your bank. Yeah, I would absolutely do the same and just be like, hey, Mm -hmm. in my rudimentary research, this is what I found. I found that I also have a transaction here. What should I do? Yeah. Maybe they'd be more familiar with it happening and has a plan. Yeah. because I mean, my my biggest thing was is that I didn't want to make a move until... You know, I was waiting oh, to I see how. I wouldn't send sh- them anything back yet. No, until I've had that conversation just in case. Right, and that yeah. th- I that was the first thing I started doing is I started looking up Zelle scams, and mm-hmm. I never I couldn't find anything to this effect, mm-hmm. and I was really confused. But you know, I'm sure that there are some other people out there who would have just been like, "I got free money," and they just start spending. Sure. I'm but not that, that could schmuck. be what they want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't about to to make that mistake. It's just sitting quietly. If anything, it's just helping my bank account look fancy. <laughs> um, but that's about as far as I want it to go. You? Oh yeah, I mean any day of the week. <laughs> so yeah, I just I was curious. I, you know, I'm not going to be an idiot and and go on a yeah, shopping. Yeah, I hadn't spree. heard of that, but um, yeah, that would. Uh... And I, you know, it would have raised the hairs on my neck. Like, what? What's going on? It may have made me feel a little bit better that it was a not a scam. Had the person who called actually left a message, right, and being like, "Oh, yeah. dude, I'm sorry. Ah, how you got my number? I don't know. I mean, slip of the finger, I guess, or but. like one digit off or something. I don't mm. know. I feel like I always needed the um, email also when I said sell, but now I don't remember. Mm. It's I've had because <laughs> I felt like yeah it could be your phone number it could be your email yeah. it, I don't know either way it just mm. it didn't set right with me and it still doesn't and yeah. I kind of don't want this it could be blood money I don't know yeah we don't I just know. want it out of my bank account <laughs> or they could be doing it on their side for fraud and being like I didn't mean to send this but or this was a transaction that I wanted to receive a service this person didn't give me the service so therefore you know i need i need your action to help me do this and then they probably get money back before disputes are settled and then they run to their next con so who knows very clever i didn't think about that okay only these people would use their their intelligence for good right because all this stuff is so smart it's like just use it for good things i don't know it's the same with cybersecurity. it's like oh you you found a loophole in something Okay, maybe mm-hmm. instead of exploiting it, you could like report it or maybe help them make a patch so it doesn't become Be that exploitable. Be the inventor of how we got saved yeah. in this area. Yeah. yeah. Like and we maybe... could sing your praises forever and make statues in your honor. Yeah. Like, look at that. Like I understand that you want to feel like the biggest person in the room. How about you You have some like altruism in there too and then maybe it'll happen. 
instead of you know the FBI showing at your doorstep because you're right. a jerk. <laughs> so just constantly moving countries, so yeah. you can get out of Dodge. Yeah. Oh, I caramba. So anybody out there who's thinking about uh, you know if this happens to you and you want to go spend the money, don't. Yeah, don't. Because if they come knocking at my door, I'll be like, here it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, but I want to ask you a very simple question. We ask every guest. What have you been playing? Yes. Um, so I would say there's probably three games that are in cycle at the moment. Um, so one of them is Dome Keeper, just because mm-hmm. uh, I want to keep unlocking. Um, there's different levels. There's different types of gameplay. There's different weapons. There's different all sorts of stuff. So, of course, the collect them all is is uh, is wanted when it comes to any of those games. Uh, the second mm-hmm. one is Wildflowers. That's Wildflowers, W-Y-L-D-E. Um, mm-hmm. That was a game uh, from an Australian uh, studio. And they, um, I think the, the best way that I can put it is it's Stardew meets Harvest Moon meets like Little Witch in the Woods. And mm. you, so it's a dating sim, but also like a management sim and like an errand sim. Um, but there's also like mystery and it's fully voice acted. It's an indie game that is fully voice acted, which I was like, finally a game. I don't have to sit here and read the entire time I am playing it on Twitch. This is great. So, um, yeah, so that, that was a, um, we, so we started that one. I think we played like for four hours and it, it, it had a, it had a good little, little spin to it so far. Um, so that one's going to be a continuous game. But probably the game that is that is running my schedule and my brain right now is Disney's Dreamlight Valley, because <laughs> it uh. is just so much fun. <laughs> so um, I mean, by fun I mean it's a million and a half chores, but of course there are Disney characters, so it's okay. So, yeah. Wonderful. Yes. Lace, what about you? What have you been playing? hodgepodge week um i for some reason uh, got my hubs into dead cells which also meant that i needed to start playing it again such a so, good game <laughs> such a good game i uh it really is it really is um so uh messed around with that uh for a couple of lives and um and then i actually played a spoopy vr game for a little bit yesterday mm. i didn't last very long um because i don't have my vr legs anymore oh my goodness i i lasted about 20 minutes of moving around i'm like i don't think i can do this anymore <laughs> But we played uh, Forewarned. We were um, archaeologists uh, digging. And uh, when you hear supernatural things or whatever, you have a little tablet that you could check off. Um, You know, oh, I saw scratches. I heard uh, footsteps. I heard crying or whatever. And then you determine which monster um, is down there, how to defeat it or protect yourself from it, and then still get the treasure and then, you know, get out alive. Um, I did never get out alive but um uh yeah it kind of just creeped me out because the little mummies and everything will just come out of nowhere and honestly i'm like <laughs> my famous last words was hey guys i heard whistling dead <laughs> so that's a clue i was supposed to i guess go somewhere else when i heard the whistling i'm just like oh what's that you know and i'm like okay well i'll just wait out here until you guys are done that's the only thing in game microphone i wish we could still kind of talk to people yeah because yeah. then i'm just kind of wandering around now waiting for them to finish finding the treasure before i'm released because you can go back in once as the archaeologist and then you get taken down like a little river 
and then Osiris or whatever is standing there in front of the door. And then now you have to be a mummy, either a bad mummy or a mummy that can help. And no, <laughs> never could find my way anywhere to go help or anything. So I'm just wandering around this room going, I guess they're doing pretty good because uh, I'm still here. They're still mm. finding it. So um, I had to go play it flat. So ah. <laughs> after that. Uh, and then, of course, I had to dive into Simulacra 3 because that released and I finally had some time. Um, I haven't finished it yet, uh, but it's definitely more Simulacra. I am enjoying the little premise. And uh, they've upped their game as far as the video production and everything goes, which, mm-hmm. good, you know, as they've gone along, this is their fourth or fifth one because um, they've had the two spinoffs, too. Um, so enjoying it very much so. And then, uh, slayed the spire last night till I fell asleep. Okay. Very nice. You back into that, are you? Uh, do you know, it plays so well on the steam deck and when I'm just wanting to just chill, maybe run a few hands of it before I'm going to bed or something, it's great. Cause then I don't Mm. like, I could just be in bed (laughs) and do it. (laughs) It's probably bad. Um, but, uh, yeah. How about you, Steven? Well, uh, two games, uh, Continued on with Nine Monkeys of Shaolin, which I'm really enjoying. Once you get your skill levels up, you can really turn into a badass. So I'm really enjoying that. And trying to find... You you can collect different um, beads and shoes and weapons. And then each one kind of changes, changes your stats on what you can mm-hmm. do. Or, you know, like how, you, how well you can uh, either use your health or, or like your special moves and things like that. I realized that I like to be fast. So anything that can increase my speed, that's what I need. And mm-hmm. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. Uh, but <laughs> it was a lot. I mean, it's still a lot of fun. And we, they, they kind of have like a replay value to where you can go back and you can find secrets and then you unlock those secrets. But to, then you can also earn the experience and kind of apply that. So we've been kind of going back before we progress so we're kind of i think around chapter four when i think there's five chapters so we're slowly getting there we play a lot but it's kind of slow going because we like to kind of go back and find those secrets and give us a boost you know get get Mm -hmm. good as they say uh and then marvel's avengers i'm i'm surprised you're still in it i'm I, i can't help it I don't yeah, know why I got so. Hey, if you like it, you like it. Let it's like it's the characters. It's Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's the thing, mm-hmm. and that's what's keeping me in it. And I I did not realize how much I would love playing certain characters, but I think I've played with Captain America more than I thought I would. I thought it would be like Hulk Smash or something like that, and that would sure. just be really awesome, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But Cap. Such a badass. I mean, it's just like shield throw, kick, throw, bye, bye. Mm-hmm. And I'm I don't want to like overpower him, so I kinda bounce around, but I got to I finally progressed in the story beyond the ending to the next level to where mm-hmm. you start messing around with Hawkeye. And Kate Bishop, oh damn, is she amazing. Like the the things you could do with her. Mm-hmm. I was just like, my God, I think I found another favorite because she, <laughs> she's got this. Awesome. Oh my God. Is she, is she uh, I, I can't, I, like, I want to play now thinking about where I was in the story. <laughs> well, good. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, I was really surprised at 
how much I got into it. I didn't think I would like it because I heard all the negativity and I get the negativity. But I'm just not seeing. I guess I came in late to the game to where all the. Or you're just playing it in a different way. Maybe. Right, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Most I, people, I think, were more addicted to the online and maybe you're not. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I have not played with a, a soul and I really don't want to play with anyone unless I know who my team is. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. You know, if I had some friends who had the game and wanted to play it, I would gladly. Mm. But I, online people just, you know. They're yeah, that's fair. For me, you know, I don't like it either, but I feel like we're probably in the minority there. People love their online multiplayer games. Yeah. And all, you know, more power to them. I just, it's, right, not, yeah. it's not for me. You like Mostly. It, like it? I like the friends I have, and it's a very small circle. Right. <laughs> like, I don't... I've met enough people in my life, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of full. Mm. You can only keep so many. It's it's it's, it's true. <laughs> it's just the quality of of upkeep of friendships. It's like I will always be nice and friendly to new people. But and and if you want to call me your friend, great. But in terms of like close friends, in terms of people that I would talk to on a regular basis, it's a close. It's a close knit of of yeah. folks. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Friends are overrated. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Lace, do you have any news that you might want to share? Well, we do have a little bit of news that went on this week. I mean, first off, let's just follow up with the one thing we reported on, and then immediately we got our (laughs) answer to the next day um, with the whole voiceover Helena Taylor. Mm -hmm. Unfortunate tomfoolery um, that it appears that she had pulled here. So she confirmed in a series of tweets that, Maybe she didn't realize she did, but um, had conflicted prior information that she said in her videos. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, it does appear that um, now, unfortunately for me, I don't know what Geba may have been following this, seen it. I was, yeah. And uh, I I listened to your past, like, three episodes about it. So not about this, but about news. Yeah. And um, it's kind of just sounding, unfortunately to me now, my opinion, uh, was bitter that they maybe continued the game without her and um, kind of started putting this out there, thinking she had a little bit more sway or pull with uh, the Bayonutters, I guess as they're uh, (laughs) they're called. Um, It's just very unfortunate. I'm sure you've already seen um, other people talking about it because, you know, voice actor pay is an important conversation. It It is is one that should have been had. And um, it's an unfortunate she could have done this without having to lie. I think she still could have taken the part, still came out and said that this was all I was offered, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is a conversation that we should probably be having more of is fair pay in voice acting and in video games. Right. Um, I don't feel like there needed to be any lies of omission or misleading statements. It's, it would have been a valid conversation to have without the lies. Yeah. It's really gross. And, uh, and to drag Jennifer's name through it just settled even worse on me. Like she, it's not her fault. No, she took a part and to say, you don't get to call yourself Bayonetta. It's like, well, you were offered it. Yeah. And it was also one of those when I initially heard um, the studio release that it was 4,000 or whatever the amount was mm-hmm. per session. In my mind, I immediately went, oh, was it was that not communicated properly? Like, was that mm-hmm. was was like the way that it was worded or the way that the contract was sent 
that it came across as it was, you know, that's that was the sum of what it was going to be instead of it being per session and then it was a misunderstanding and right. it just escalated. Like that, I probably would have understand like, yeah, you'd still look like a fool, but it's also just one of those, at least you'd still be a genuine fool. Um, mm. Right. So like in, in um, I, I mean, th this has been my criticism of a lot of social media news and a lot of, of things um, is everybody is so quick to react, but nobody oh, yes. is quick enough or smart enough or nuanced enough or pays attention long enough for the resolution. And then mm -hmm. it's like the the bulk of the conversation happens when everything's lit. And then the second everyone finally is like, oh, the smoke cleared. And now if we fully understand it, the conversation's no longer there. And it's right, like because other people have passed and moved on, already made their decision, not and, looking into anything. And that's more. exhausting because it yeah. still is a conversation that needs to be had. You know, I mean, th this happens with manga artists. This happens with animation studios. This happens with game devs. This happens with voice actors this happens with politics with script writers like, yeah anything yeah. the lowest paying job that i ever had was was the hardest working job where i worked 16 hours for the government like why is that a thing so <laughs> right. like so it's just one of those like I, I i wish we had the patience to actually address things but i know and because we've been so media trained this is all media not just social media we've been so media mm -hmm. trained that unless it's something that is long lasting, it's going to be a flash in the pan and then we move on to the next meal. And it just, it mm -hmm. sucks and it's frustrating. And as somebody who who likes to deep dive into things, you know, I'm known for ranting about topics over <laughs> and over and over again. Um, you know, people can come in and be like, Walmart sucks. And then I'll be like, 40 minutes of this is why Walmart sucks and so does capitalism. Right, right. So, I will give you the reasons that I've thought out as to why. Exactly. And it's just like, it it's just like, you know, listen yeah. to subject matter experts, listen to activists, listen to the people who are having these conversations and stop giving every single person who has an opinion the time of day and then just mm -hmm. losing interest in something. Like, just come on, just try a yeah. little harder, yeah. folks. It, it, it's a very frustrating situation overall. Um, so, I mean, I guess best wishes to them all. Um, yeah. I think she might have inadvertently caused maybe better sales because if you know how other people are, Oh, the like, backlash! Oh, you the lied backlash. about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're gonna go buy it now. We're gonna go buy it now. Yeah. So, I don't know. Best wishes to Jennifer, Helena. Whatever. Go, go do you somewhere <laughs> else. I guess at this point, like I don't know. It sounds like she wasn't um, a voice actor initially. Um, so it sounds like a lot of her stuff was from theater and things. So mm. it sounds like there could have been a lot of misunderstanding on how this portion of it goes on yeah. her part. A little bit extra hubris and having the two games under her belt thinking maybe she had more pull on the whole project than she did uh, maybe upset that they filmed without her and then she was offered a minor role which was what the 4,000 was after 10 months had gone by they were like okay we'll give you a smaller role for a 4,000 flat you know you could just be a cameo right and that I think was the the thread she tried to pull on as far as but this was what I was offered for the whole game it's like well yeah for that part after 10 months had gone by and they had already recast you. They got you know, a timeline. They got a timeline. I'm a project manager by trade. You got a timeline. It's either it's the solution or you got to find a different one. Come on, people. Right. Yeah. So I guess you just thought they wouldn't, they weren't doing anything. I don't know. Now I'm putting words in her mouth. It's just <laughs> now it sounds like, oh, they filmed anyway. Well, now I'm going to, you know, try to ruffle some feathers. So we'll see if we see her in any voice roles anytime soon. Probably Might not. Have just kind of 
shot herself in the foot there. And well, if this is what you're working with, just go to audiobook recording. Just there you go. Just go to that. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if you had any thoughts on it, Stephen, or if you had caught up on the resolution. No, looks I, like we've moved on, of course. But uh, you know, I, I looked at it, and it's just it's a disappointing thing. And there, I mean, all the points that both of you made. It, I, I can't really add much more to it. You know, I, I think I actually had a bit of uh, social media fatigue. Not that it's new, but there was just there was something this week where it was almost seemed like the entire social media space was just turning in on itself, and it's going to implode very soon. Well, it's shifting hands yeah. while panicking for a minute, maybe. <laughs> because you know the hatred used to be kind of focused centralized in one spot now it's moving all over the place so everyone just gets to be angry about everything yeah one thing that just kind of hit me this week that it just seemed (laughs) so out of place and i to this i I guess maybe someone needs to contextualize it for me for me for me to understand is sumu lu who plays shang chi Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. had made a statement about Chadwick Boseman at the premiere of Black Panther Wakanda Forever and the internet lost their shit about it. And what did he say? I must have missed this. The way it, the way, what he was trying to say, or at least the way I kind of understood it is he was saying, you know, I respect and, you know, love this man and everything that he did and what he brought to this role. And he then said, I hope to honor you in this tradition going forward then the internet said oh it's all about you now is it and i don't what? think that's what he was trying to say or what he was trying to do and I mean, yeah you're right people are just looking for the reasons to be mad or outraged now yeah and it words was in people's mouth yeah it just it did not sit right with me and i was like my god we're just gonna tear everybody down for any little thing anymore yep mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. But yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, yeah, right? And these people that they're just doing their jobs or their things or moving on and right. have no idea what kind of fandom they're stepping into sometimes. I mean, he um, that was the farthest thing from his mind in that moment. Yeah. He was oh, trying sure. to be respectful. He he to me, I kind of took it as, you know, what Chadwick Boseman did for the role was huge for yeah. black culture. The film itself was huge for that same reason, and I think mm-hmm. he was kind of looking at it as he, he hopes he can do this too. I believe, right? Like the yeah. So I think he was just trying to say he hopes that he too can do the same, and it wasn't about turning it back on himself. But look at the legacy that man left in such a short amount of time. Right? Wouldn't that be awesome if we could all kind of mm-hmm. be? You know, even half the person he was, and I don't know. It, it, I didn't take it, just it as makes you wonder when people are so quick to default to the that everything is a nefarious reason. It's like yeah, it must be a joy. Mm-hmm. And it's also, <laughs> I and I, and I think a lot of that is also just also pure outrage fatigue. Um, I think there's so mm. many things that happen that are out of our control. Um, that we have negative outlooks on that we have negative feelings about or that are stressful or, you know, uh, how many historic once in a lifetime events have you and I and everybody gone through um, right. a lot. And, yeah. and it's one of those, I don't understand how people take the energy to either read into a situation or fabricate a reason for outrage when there is literally so much already around us. And right. the only thing I can think of is that it's something they can control. 
it's something that they can narrate and it's something that they have the reins to and that they can quote unquote control you can't control anything spoiler alert but um it's very much just like it's i i I feel like there's i feel like there's a deeper reason to do that and then i i know i i had this conversation on on twitter i think like a month a month and a half ago um is that outrage sells so that's why all of that content and especially with me being in the anime space you know, this, um, you know, the next big three or why bleach shouldn't be part of the big three or like, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, I'm like, you guys are just doing this to piss people yeah. off in order to get views. And, mm-hmm. and but I the feel clicks like, and everything. And that's, and that's, and that's the incentive. That's the incentive for being a, an, a, an asshat on the internet is so <laughs> you can get numbers racked up like Ludwig. Not that Ludwig, mm-hmm. Ludwig is an asshat. I'm saying that that's what people aspire to. Like to aspiring have. to be a, yeah. a Ludwig. Yes. Yeah. I yes. actually like Ludwig. So, oh no, he seems fine. Yeah, I've seen yeah. him a little bit. I've never watched any of his live streams. I just remember when he blew up, and I'm like, well, I should go check this out because I feel like nowhere, and then all of a sudden, everywhere. Yeah. So, and it kind of worked that way for him, like over a year's worth of time. So good for you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big uh, Northern Lion fan. I love his commentary. He's my age, okay. and he's hysterical. Um, and they, it, it was him and Ludwig who did a, a like a joint um thing together and i was like this guy's really funny and it was you know therefore everybody yeah. my 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 partner's like like social media influencer experience is completely different than mine and i use him as a barometer of like okay so like what's trending like what's out there like who are the hot people sure. like like when you're not signed into um uh, a social media account because he has zero he has none he has none whatsoever. Not even a Reddit, and that's where he mostly lives. Doesn't even have a Reddit, just lives on it. I thought he used to have a Twitter. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't know. I heard about him enough on Twitter that I just assumed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those, like, okay, so, like, what, what gets served up to you when your algorithm or, like, your choices haven't been made? Like, like what gets served to you on all of these things? And it's vastly different than the world oh, that sure. I'm in. So um, I it, it's it's interesting. Um, it, it was it was just kind of like a like 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 it was kind of like a nice little look into like what do platforms push out? What do you know algorithms when you don't have these things logged in and no cookies and no uh, trackers mm-hmm. and no digital ads are following you through through emails? Um, I'm in marketing, so I know all of this, and um, it's just very <laughs> much like it's just, I don't know. It was, it was fascinating, but that that was one of the the common threads that I found of like. If you're big, you're going to get pumped out to people who know nothing about the internet and nothing about the culture and nothing about these communities. You, you, they are going to serve you the biggest, biggest names all of the time, forever. Interesting. Well, there you go. You know, speaking of that, messing with your algorithm. Speaking of assets, since we were kind of bringing them up, uh, <laughs> what was the uh, consensus for the two of you over the Elon Musk now owning Twitter? Because that seemed to be a conversation this week. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't really keen on him having it in the first place, but I don't really expect anything to become better or worse. I just feel like we've just switched hands to the next. Yeah. The the main thing that's going to happen is that people Mm. who were initially banned are going to come back. Kanye West is already back on the platform. Uh, Donald Trump is coming next. Spoiler alert. Sure. Um, he wanted so, it for a while, though. Yes. So it's it's one of those. He has a very uh, specific outlook and a very um, biased outlook mm. on what he considers free speech. 
Um, but as per usual, he's never built anything. He just buys things at the right time and takes credit for it. So uh, whatever happens with the company, um, he either is going to say, yep, that was all me, or he was going to say it was ruined from the start. This was a poor investment. Everybody should, you know, sell their stocks and then sells the company for pennies later on, whatever. Right. So um, I don't like Elon Musk, and I, I don't hide that at all. Um, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I, yeah, I have no a love lost here. No, <laughs> um, not a good man. So no, and and it's just one of those. You know, it's all for him to just raise his own portfolio. There's no, mm -hmm. there's no genuity behind it. There's no actual want for any of these things to get better. Um, you know, saying that it's all about free speech is a dog whistle. It's bullshit. Mm -hmm. So. I, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I'm already planning on spinning down from that site uh, quite a bit. It's probably just going to be announcements, if that. Yeah. And unfortunately, I do need it for, for some things because, you know, uh, I'm in the, the sponsorship realm. That's how I meet people. That's how people find me. That's how I'm mm -hmm. able to get the certain things that I have. So it kind of sucks that, you know, some people are pigeonholed. But in in all reality, if, if you cannot be on that, get off of it. And also only 6% of the fucking population is on it anyway so like who gives a shit <laughs> no this this was been my point for a while steven's heard me complain about this all the time i get so irritated when i hear news stations or anything twitter says and i'm like why six percent are we yeah. going yeah. to twitter it's like a small percentage of the entire world and then when you boil it down to the people who regionally would be affected by what you're talking about yeah. what 20 people tweeted that day about it and we're yeah. putting it on the news like yeah yeah, and that's the and that's the common thread of creating you know sensation and misinformation is people said and it's okay it wasn't a person it was actually a bot um, and also right. like it's it's also like just because twenty people are talking about it and it's quote unquote trending does not mean that the majority of humanity feels this way right so even I, that, when I see trending it's like two thousand tweets and I'm like okay yeah and fifteen hundred of them the are people. from the same account that just wrote a script in order to pump out a certain hashtag. Like who mm -hmm. gives a crap? So yeah, it's yeah. it's exhausting. Um, again, this is the, I feel like this is all that that nuanced look into things, and you have to really really take a step back from social media to to see the the ilk in it. Um, but it's also one of those it's it's ever present, and especially if we're all in content creation, like we have to reach people. So mm -hmm. what's what's the happy balance between using a very good tool? Um, that is constantly scanned, that has great SEO that shows up on, on Google searches. Like that's that's one reason why to use Twitter. That's that's one of the best reasons to use Twitter is because if you search something guaranteed in the top five posts is gonna be a, is gonna be either a Twitter account or it's going to be a tweet. So it's it, it has really great presence when it comes to that stuff, but like, okay, how impactful is that? You know, how good is that? Is that a good thing? Or is that a bad thing? So um yeah, yeah. so that's that that's also just, you know. Oh, internet ethics, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't a fan of him wanting to take it over in the first place. So no, I'm it's all selfish. Been watching it, you know, unfold as it happened, and tried to keep it out of my brain because I'm like, well, I can't control whatever's going to happen. And here, honestly, so. that's a healthy freaking outlook at this point in life. Try, try so. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're doing great. <laughs> Therapy's taught me a thing or two myself. Oh, <laughs> love it. Everybody uh, go to therapy. Anyway, right? Everyone should. Yes. It should be uh, free. If you can, it should be. Yeah, really. And open on the weekends. That's yes. another debate. Yeah. I, I just have it I just have it my lunch period, whatever day works. 
because I already have like my lunch hour blocked out on my calendar and I'm like, you cannot schedule over this. I become a very hangry person and you will not want to work with it. Right. So this like is my time. Do not do that. But yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, more game stuff. Mm-hmm. More game stuff. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to chat with you because I wanted to uh, hear your thoughts on this uh, story that came out this week about uh, Bosses Studios. Dev had uh, did some tweets and everything about uh, the S uh, Xbox Series S being an albatross around the neck of production. Um, so, ooh, maybe we hadn't heard this. So, uh, Ian McClure, um, was saying that basically because the Series S has made a lot of accommodations to be more, um, economical, mm-hmm. it doesn't run with the same memory and everything as you've got the PlayStation 5 and the X, that the S is the one holding things back because you have to factor in the lowest common denominator, especially when it's for crossplay. Here's where crossplay is going to start biting you all in the butt wanting the crossplay, So uh, it sounds like we have uh, a few devs that have been chatting about this, wanting to actually get rid of the Series S as a requirement for putting out their games because they are starting to feel a little bottlenecked having to run. Uh, people want the 60 frames per second. Yep. They want the 60. They want the 60. Xbox S can do 30 from my understanding what I've been reading about this. Yep. They can't go much heavier if S is going to be a requirement for these games to run on. Okay, mm. but he's throwing uh, – this is going to be a first, like I'm sitting here defending Microsoft, but, <laughs> but Sony's doing the same thing. You have – have a second console that's PlayStation less? 4. Mm-hmm. PlayStation 4. Look what they've done with God of War. Is that not – Ragnarok. But is that a requirement? Have they been making that a requirement? But if they're, I mean, putting, they're their own studio, so I right. Feel... But if if they're putting it on the PlayStation Four and Five, they're having to make sure. accommodations to run on a you know a, a weaker platform. Sure. Right. Yeah. So what would be the difference? If you're going to throw shade at one, you got to throw shade at both. Well, maybe I, it's the yeah. Plat- yeah, maybe it's the platform itself. That that might just be technical nitty gritty that. It's not, but it, it, this is making me think of like Internet Explorer versus Chrome of, you know, I have to design websites with my job mm-hmm. and to keep Internet Explorer in mind because there's still a fraction of the population that still uses it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second we started getting, you know, they're coming out with Edge, uh, they're no longer supporting Internet Explorer and everything like that. Like that was a huge sigh of relief because it's like, why why am I going to keep making a an advanced platform for something that just does not support this types of new technology. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's a it's an interesting question of like you know if, if it's that hard on the devs and if it's that too if it's too much time if it's gonna eat into crunch time if it's gonna ruin QA if they have the possibility of rolling out a bad game and as we've seen with like you know Cyberpunk and a bunch of those other games if you have a terrible rollout people forget about your game. So they yeah. they remember that you sucked, but they don't remember that you fixed everything. That you so, came back and yeah. yeah. Not everyone could do a Hello Games, right? Exactly. Right. So it's it's very much just one of those. Um, I, I feel like there's maybe some technical speak in there that maybe we don't have sight to as to why that works with yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, it looked like the biggest complaint for was like the Xbox. memory. Um. So because the memory is so much less, I guess, in the S, which would cause certain things to not be able to be at its full capacity because you still have to work with that. Phil Spencer came out saying that they've been making advanced or trying to adjust this to make the, the memory better. I guess they are acknowledging that it's a little bit of a 
Yeah. Mm, you know, it's, we, we did it this way on purpose to make it more affordable and kind of put sort of next gen into the hands of people, even though not quite. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was hilarious that he called it a potato of a, of a console. Like this is one <laughs> dev apparently that has been super irritated wanting to go above those benchmarks and getting pissed off that S has to be one of the requirements that they have to factor in, which means in this person's mind, at least, I can't see the game to its full potential with the next generation because I have to cater to interesting the smaller console or the less beefy, I guess, of the, yeah. the three. So then two, PlayStation, I, I guess, across consoles still has better memory than maybe how the Xbox was were configured. That's a good question because I didn't think about the four because I feel like I've been seeing a lot more games just moving over to the next gen and, For sure. and forgetting about last. Yep. So I, I, I've i been seeing that already. PlayStation 5, sorry about it. Like, we're moving on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, it was no knock against the CPU powers or anything. They yeah. all acknowledged, like, that's good. Uh, but gamers, I guess, aren't really understanding what 60 frames, you know, would mean and what we need to make it happen on every game. And supposedly this potato, I couldn't believe he called it a potato. Also, there's nothing wrong with potatoes. It can't be that bad. <laughs> like I love potatoes. Console. You know, yeah, a little butter, salt, sour cream, fix that baby up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it, so Spencer has acknowledged that and apparently is uh, giving them more control over the memory and trying to add more of that in, which can improve graphics and the constraints they were coming around. But I don't know if you think it really is bottlenecking at all. My, my question, I guess, is should we keep doing that? Or should we allow the developers to move on to the next gen? Because it always seems like there's something that wants to hold up the progress for a while. And I'm not saying this is necessarily the thing for yeah. sure. But if that's an issue, do you think we should just let them move on and make S a requirement? Or should that be optional? Well, I am curious when it comes to the PlayStation side of things. Because we do continue to see releases of games that do cater back to the PlayStation 4. So I am curious if we've actually gotten to see what the 5 is capable of on its own. Mm -hmm. Because if they're still catering to a 4 or even a 4 Pro, mm -hmm. then they're having to work within those limitations. So I don't think we've actually gotten to see what the 5 can do. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know Returnal was five only, right? But I don't know how many boundaries it, it pushed, you know, as far as right. it slapping me in the face. This was next generation. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, know. nothing to the scale of something like God of War Ragnarok. I mean, I know that's coming up, but the fact that they said that that was on both platforms surprised mm -hmm. me. Right. Because I thought this was your opportunity. Now you're going to show what your console it's can do. It's been a couple years now, yeah. And... You're, you're kind of holding it back a little bit. It looks fantastic, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But what, how much better could it have been? I don't know. That's kind of I'm the, just speculating. That's kind of like the chicken and the egg question yeah. for marketing is, do we want to maximize the amount of sales per game? Or do we want to maximize the enjoyment and the reviews of the latest gen and then also push the console um, mm -hmm. more? But it's very hard to do that when we've had the same supply chain issues uh, and availability issues that PlayStation seems to be plagued with constantly. So sure, right? Yeah, my goodness, still this this long out. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I'd love to hear your opinion on that to to see if that's something um, that we should allow devs to take that requirement off. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, like optional. I'm, I mean, I almost feel like it depends on how um, how big are you envisioning your game. Would it compromise true. what you wanted from it? And um, in my opinion, is it compromising your vision? Then maybe. But if you're not allowed to not make it a requirement, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm biased because I have an S and I also have a PlayStation 4. <laughs> so you're I'm, like, keep making games, please. Yeah. Please. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Maybe I don't know. I'll probably. Well, then I guess that is a more interesting soon. question. Would you would you prefer the developers to move on from it, or do you think? Well, I feel like that's also a question where I'm not. I I don't know if I'm the best person to ask because I like games that don't need high performance. Um, because yeah. I I prefer indie titles and I prefer mm-hmm. you know kind of the the slower farmer sims. Would I love like a Harvest Moon esque game in in 4K? Like sure. That'd be awesome yeah. if, I, if I can pet cows and be super happy. Um, right. <laughs> but, you know, I think the highest performing, performing games, the two that I've played have actually been Gundam games. So I, mm-hmm. uh, I'm i going to be playing SD Alliance actually today, finally, um, that yes. I, I bought that. And then I was playing Gundam Evolution, which is essentially the Gundam version of Overwatch. Um, huh. And uh, I keep learning this about myself. I, I keep forgetting and then I get in it and I'm like, I don't actually like competitive gaming, um, mm-hmm. but I wanted to try it because it's Gundam. So um, it, 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 it's one of those like, do I think I maybe would have enjoyed this more if I had a higher performing PC or if maybe I was on the latest gen console? I think so. And it, they, they were serviceable and they, they uh, the especially Evolution looked really pretty and it was a lot of fun and it ran great. But it was also just one of those, you know, it, keep, it feels a little boxy and maybe it could have been a little higher resolution or, or a little more optimal than probably what I have right now. But that's also that, that's also just the hardware limitations that I have. I desperately also need a new computer. So it's just, you know, yeah. how much of it is the game's responsibility and how much is it of the person's responsibility to, to form their, their best experience? But, you know, or how much is it a joint effort? Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm sure they're not going to discontinue it because it is outselling the X, but it's probably another availability thing, too. Then yeah. they're just like, well, affordability. <laughs> yep. I can find the S, too. So, oh, and yeah. it is more affordable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just in the spirit of spoopy season, of course, um, I had come across, I don't know what it's going to come out, uh, but if you like those um, first person cam. Uh, like horror games you mm-hmm. we were watching yeah. one the other way where it, the other the other way the other day where it looked like body cam footage mm-hmm. so this one's another one it's called paranormal tales and it's a body cam style horror game in the woods and it already looked creepy enough having the woods look super real and have that footage to it so it just says right now release date wish list if you dare <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to be, uh, you know, out for t- this Halloween or whatever. Oh. But if you were looking for, you know, if that's your kind of game, I-, I thought it looked kind of neat. I'm not brave enough to do it myself, but I'm sure we have listeners that enjoy spooky games. And this one looks like it might freak you out. <laughs> this is very, this is very PT-esque. Um, and, and realistic. Like yeah. That, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? We never talked about that last week or the week before when they did the Silent Hill uh, 
reveal. I thought we talked about Did Silent we? Hill. All well, I stuff. thought, no, no, no. Just the fact that PT just went unnoticed. Oh, for sure. Like they just went like, oh. you know, we're, we're going to sweep that under. I know that's what you wanted, but we're not going to do that. We're yeah. not going to do that. And yeah. I think I was just reading, and now this is totally off my memory, about somebody who was redoing PT2 for PlayStation 5 or managed to hack it into the PlayStation 5 or something. Doesn't surprise I'd me. I'd have to read into it more. It was me, one yeah. of those passing things. Because people just loved it and weren't willing to get over it, you know? So, and it was great. That's why I've never deleted it from my hard drive. Yeah, don't do it. (laughs) All right, I wasted it. There you go. go. See? You dared. I dared. You dared. Also, I gotta gotta just find good things that people would want to scare the crap out of me for charity for. So, this this looks like a good one. Oh, there you go. This looks like a good one. Yeah, so. I was watching someone talk about it the other day, and I'm like, ooh, not for me. I would watch it. Now that I don't stream anymore, I don't <laughs> I don't need to play that stuff. Um, and then one mentioned, just because we adored it here on the show, uh, the remake or the reimagining, whatever, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the one that just came out, Shredder's mm-hmm. Revenge, sold over a million copies. Oh, wow. Nice. And remember, it went on Game Pass, too. It's true. Okay. So I'm super happy about that. Um, I, I, it was just a joy. Yes. I don't know. Did you play them as a kid also, Yeva? I um, I played the one that was on GameCube. Um, that was okay. the one that I played. I think that was probably the last one. But I, I'm definitely a fan. I love the the theme music is one of like the the like quintessential joys of my childhood. That anytime I'm sad, I just start singing the the the, the theme song, and we we are set. We are good. Yeah, it's really hard to be sad when you're singing that song. It is. It? Like, it's keep, very keep sad. a frown. Absolutely. Um, but I, I know at least from from my circles and people in my community that that was a very well received, um, a very well received game, and people had a lot of fun with it. So I'm, I'm also quite delighted to hear that in terms of just. Yeah. Oh, I'm just so mm. glad when people like stuff and aren't right just harping on it all the time. So right. it's it's the same reason why I just don't deal with Pokemon stuff and news anymore it's like i'm gonna play these games regardless i don't care if you guys complain about graphics i don't care i'm not here for the graphics i'm here for the cute pokemon i'm collecting every single one of them and i'm battling the crap uh and and beating the snot out of all of these jerks like i that's Mm. that's that's what i'm here for if if you complain about graphics go go play a triple a game don't don't play pokemon stop it (laughs) go away i mentioned when we were talking about it initially when the game came out probably when the uh because we did a review of it a few episodes back. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned how the game probably caused a spike and surge in sales for the, the original series because it prompted me to go look for it. Yeah. And sure. suddenly there's vo- you know, Voodoo was sitting there saying, hey, we've got the entire series here for you know $10 here, $10 there. And I was like, all right, so I'll buy this season. <laughs> and then... Uh, that season two and, yep. then, uh-huh. and then before i knew it i've got seven or eight seasons and i was like shit okay so we're loving this i'm yeah. loving it you know i know it was mm-hmm. people can say what they want about it but i grew up on it yeah. and it was yep. such a joy it was like a warm blanket watching it again so just like the game it, it brought mm-hmm. so much joy for so many people i, like I slept with a hanger in my mouth I was so freaking happy yeah. the whole time. Like, just smile ear to ear while I was playing the, the Shredder's Revenge. I'm like, yes. This is amazing. Yes. It, it just hit every nostalgia bump properly in my mind. And oh, it just felt like I had slid right back into an old, you know, fan favorite. 
yeah. next to a new friend. I so, really hope they do more. I don't know if they do a sequel or, or maybe. I don't really see how you do DLC, but I guess you could. Um, sure. If it's like yeah, different really stages or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Challenges. I don't know. I'd be down for more. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. They did it well. Mm-hmm. They good. did it very, very well. Good, good, good. Um, did I put anything else? No. I do have. I do I have. Did, one. I didn't want to go too over when you said we had a guest because it's no, I don't it's fine. You know. I do have one that I read this morning. Well, I actually read it last night, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, this is going to piss a lot of people off. It already has, and I'm not saying. I want to be angry about this or upset. I'm a little upset, but hey, things change, things happen, and it could still be fine. I think I might know what you're talking about, but we'll see. This is semi-game related because it's, uh, you know, something well, that it is... it was a, a game. Okay, yeah. So then it is what I'm thinking of. So Henry Cavill oh. is walking away from The Witcher after mm-hmm. season three. Yeah, and Liam Hemsworth is mm-hmm. going to be great. Now, internet can be angry. Of course. I think Liam Hemsworth is fine. Yeah. I'm sure. But we've all kind of embraced Henry Cavill as Mm -hmm. Geralt. He is our Geralt. And knowing that someone else is going to be playing him now is just like, ah. You know, because you don't want to see recasting. It it hardly ever works. Especially with such a big name now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And he's but so enjoyable was, in the role, and it, it's one of those, you know, the person, it. exactly, the person mm. yeah. takes on that, like, um, you know, it, it's also one of those, he's the first of, yeah. of that type of thing. Like, we've had how many Supermans, um, sure. so, and and I'm, I'm glad that he's likely going to be going back for uh, whatever next installment of Supposedly DC stuff. Supposedly he's 100% signed on for another Superman or two, whatever's going on now. Yeah, so I'm sure that's going to be part of it. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of the, that casting was part of it, but also there's that anxiety that starts popping up of what what are they going to do at the end of season three? Are they going to be recasting more people because, you know, is he going to regress in age? Are we going to get a different frat part of his story? And so there, yeah. there's also that like weird worry of like, what else is going to change? And, but there's also like, but how does he just sort of insert himself because he's not going to be the same age um, yeah. Right, they're, they're not at all and the he's same a little age. Bit smaller framed too, correct? Correct. I mean, we're probably talking two or three years from now, if we're being honest. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Before we'd even see any of this change. Yeah, but having but having Henry Cavill's mass as somebody who's watched a lot of wrestling and bodybuilders, that is that is a lot of work. And yeah, and, and it's not. It's he's not, bigger now than he was in Superman. Exactly, and it, and it's not that Hemsworth like can't do that. It's also, but like. At what cost? If 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 you're if you're going to put on 35, 40 pounds of muscle in order to look like Henry Cavill, if you can even get close, like right. is that healthy for you? Is is that even a good idea? So, you know, I, I also I also come from like like a safety standpoint of like maybe, you know, let, let's not put the aspirations too high on him being mm. an exact replacement and let's just see where the story is going and hope they don't screw it up. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, that's one of the theories that I was thinking, because um, wasn't he saying he would gladly sign on for the full seven season vision they had so long as they stayed faithful to the source material in the original writer's vision? So part of me wonders if maybe there's maybe that there's was starting that. to stray as well. And so then he was 
had Superman coming up. So now it was all easy to pass the raids on. I feel like he would have done both. I don't know. That's got to yeah. be rough, though. That's I hard. I can't imagine he was going to have the time to do both. Because t- take a look at how long it's been going it's into like production. It's like over a year between. It's pretty yeah. demanding. Yeah. So for him yeah. to sign on to do a Superman movie and The Witcher, I, I think he, he had to injured. make a choice. And, and he, he got, got injured, injured oh. twice when he was with The Witcher, which also slowed down production oh, and made it very that. difficult. Mm. Yeah. So, so okay. that, that, like that could be part COVID of it, too. Thing? It was just he got injured? Um, mm. I think one was like a shoulder injury. Hang on. Oh, but in any case, yeah. it would be very physically demanding for him to try and juggle both. And maybe it was just like, <laughs> hey, wrong there. who he would tore, you rather be? <laughs> he tore his hamstring, which is not fun. Hmm. Um, like if you try to move around on a hamstring. Oh, a complete detachment. Oh. <gasps> That's oh, no, even no, worse. No no, 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 it wasn't oh. a complete detachment, but it was very close to being. Okay. Oh, man. Lead, yeah. with the, lead with the close before you just say <laughs> detachment of hamstring. Good Lord. One of those clickbait headlines. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that, that, that uh, so one. I don't know. And that, and that is not fun. So, and he, he said last year that it was, it, you know, it was a very, very bad filming experience for him. So it could just Aww. be not. Not it very may just not be now. sure what he probably harder. It feels like he probably has more passion for the projects he takes on than maybe mm-hmm. some other people, others around him. I yeah. don't know. It's I a- mean, to be honest, from from my standpoint, I, I can't speak for everyone, but from where I'm at, if I was offered to stay on as Geralt, which is a great, it's a great character, or you can come back and be Superman. Mm-hmm. And it's under new management, and they're going to do it properly, the way Superman should be. I'm going to go with Superman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, iconic. And you, you probably know. have contractual um, obligations. No, I mean, I think it's been well, up in think? the air for so long, you know, where they didn't know. Because take a look at the the film Shazam. He, mm-hmm. the, the Superman cameo was just a dude in a suit. And I don't know if it was like filming... I think it was a scheduling conflict that they couldn't get him back, but it, it always just kind of seemed up in the Did air. Did throw like, another mustache? Was that the problem? You never know. <laughs> I mean, that would have been funny for him to sit down. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, it would have fit. fit with the movie. I, just, I can't do it. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I'm kind of on his side with that because from what I've heard, I know spoilers abound, but I feel like it's already out in the open and the internet. He was in Black Adam, Black Adam. Yeah. And for a cameo. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, he he looked like Superman. The Superman that we've all been wanting him to be. Not this dark, gritty Superman, which he is not. Right. Superman is not that. That's my gripe. And Well, it depends on which version. No. No. <laughs> there is no other. He is, he is the symbol of hope. He is the bright light. That's He's why you have consistent. him. Yeah, contrast with Batman, who is the polar opposite. That's what they missed in that movie. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yes, I did see it. And um, I don't know. I, I have a little bit of a rough time envisioning someone else just because you do get attached to a face, a character. Yeah. If they were going to make Liam a new Witcher, a different Witcher, yeah, that you know. seems to make more sense to me because people did fall in love with Henry as being Geralt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically created that character for them on, on TV. 
So And you don't need to kill we'll characters off. If if you if you're uncertain of what they're going to do, like don't don't bother making this big dramatic thing of killing them off and bringing them back. Just make a different season. They did it with like, right. you know, Book of Boba Fett. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we we weren't we were expected to not get any more Mando for a little bit and then suddenly, you know, we we got Book of Boba Fett and then again, spoilers abound, you know, at the last couple of episodes, we got Mando and yeah. everybody back. So mm-hmm. it's just, it just, just, you know, I don't know. I, have I, patience. Yes. Have patience. We'll yes. see. And then, you know, poor Liam hopefully didn't have to wake up to a slew of, well, no. I'm not watching it anymore. Oh, I'm before sure. Dead to me. Yeah. I've already seen he it. He just doesn't pay attention to the internets. And, and, it, and it is disappointing. And I think fans are allowed to be disappointed, but it's also yeah. one of those don't, don't take it out on the people who are going to be probably very excited to do a job. Right. So and it's... probably still do a phenomenal job at it. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so, so, Their someone, actors let them act. Someone Let's see what happens. Someone had a tweet of being like, "I don't know if the if the kid from Hunger Games uh, is ready for this one," and I was just like, "That's pretty funny." So. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I've got some questions for Yeva and Lace. If you've got some, you can uh, definitely chime in, fill in the gaps, if you will. Uh, well, since since we're actually talking about uh, comic books and and that stuff, since we're kind of already on that thread, I want to I want to talk about that because, you know, we're we're far from the first podcast that you've guest spotted on. Mm-hmm. I noticed you went back to you were on uh, the MCU Need to Know back in April talking about Moon Knight and yes, you know that's a show I'd li- I I don't want to be pushy, but I've kind of nudged and I'm like, you know, I'd be a great guest on that show and he's yet yeah, to reach would. out. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you talked about Moon Knight, but you, you said that you were an X-Men fan. I a bet you're X-Men like fan. excited for the X-Men to join the MCU. I'm very excited. And I'm, and I'm really glad that they're kind of using Deadpool as this thread, um, mm-hmm. to bring in all these different franchises, um that that you know have had adaptations before fantastic four and a couple other things now uh for for context i have not seen anything past multiverse of madness i don't know what it is it is a mental block in my brain and i don't want to do stuff i already know sort of what happens so like i'm not like shocked or anything but um as uh speaking of characters that we know and love i'm so glad hugh jackman wanted to come back um, mm-hmm. as as Wolverine because I know I know how hard physically Wolverine three was on him um, and then he had that like skin cancer thing and then a couple other things so it was a very very stressful time for him mm-hmm. um, so I'm I'm really glad that he understands how important that character is and how iconic that character is and that we get that full introduction of him um, into the MCU um, I I know what is it for Captain Marvel two. Yeah. Uh, we're probably going to be having Rogue from uh, the, mm. the speculations. which Speculations. Which I'm <laughs> yes. clearly very happy about as I point to the gigantic gray streak in my hair. Um, so it's it's so I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm really excited to have the, the Disney Marvel partnership money behind it because I think we're going to get some really cool stuff and like. It's not that first class and all of that inception and that 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 imagining and those characters weren't bad. It just it didn't resonate with me the same way as X Men One and Two, um, right. and I'm I'm excited for that and I'm excited for it to kind of have that like X Men Evolution the animated series kind of like little little 
flit with it. So like, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm hopeful, and I'm not. Uh, they, they haven't Marvel and Disney haven't steered me wrong too much in things, and they even if it's something I maybe didn't expect or wouldn't have chosen, it hasn't been anything that's made me upset or sure. feel like I'm being betrayed or feel like a character is not getting its shine or anything like that. So I've been pretty happy. It's a, it's a gigantic universe to work from. So um, I think also with the introductions of the um, Titans uh, with mm -hmm. the Eternals, um, I think that that may be able to save that yeah. imagining a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so by, by, by having, um, you know, maybe galactic and, and a couple of those other characters not be gigantic sand tornadoes oh, and God, actually yeah. be like titans and actually we, be mm -hmm. what they're supposed we, to be we've seen Planet celestials years. as large beings so yes we should we better get a proper galactus yes um did i say galactic or did i say galactus i do that i may have said galactic it's i may have fine. said i meant galactus it's fine yes <laughs> i knew what you meant thank you so and and I'm I'm hoping, and I have I have nothing to kind of base this on other than just like you said speculation. I think we're gonna see maybe some of those characters from the Eternals and Guardians. But yep. Maybe I don't know. And Harry Styles. <laughs> I didn't. I, I don't know. I'm just from what I I may have heard. But the question is. There. But the question is, will we get more Howard the Duck? That is. The I question. want more. He needs a special. I'm telling you. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. Like, like Werewolf by Night, Howard the Duck needs a special. We watched, I watched Werewolf by Night with a bunch of friends. I loved it. It was fantastic. That was so fun. And it was, mm -hmm. and it, there was so much good, like, practical effects. And the sound design was great. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like, have have more little itty-bitty nuggets like that. Like, that, like yeah. it, not everything has to be a 10-part series or a movie. Just, just give me, give me camp, give mm -hmm. me fun, and just give me forty minutes. I'm good yeah, with it. So, yeah. like, 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 have fun and, and be creative. And I, I like that they chose, you know, not big names to do it, but very <laughs> big and good character actors to make yeah. that thing that those come to life. So it, it was a lot of fun. And plus, it it allowed them to introduce Man Thing, yes. which, I mean, how are you going to do that proper? I mean, they probably could have, but it was just a nice introduction to the character into the universe without yep. having to do a big movie or anything like that. So, yeah, I'm, I was excited by that. Yep. Same way I'm excited to see Namor mm -hmm. in Black Panther. So, yes, more special presentations. I want to see, I can't wait for the Guardians holiday special. It's going to be so cute. Kevin Bacon is officially an MCU character. <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. I'm I'm eager to see where they go with that, and uh, and it gives us a nice little focus on Drac and Mantis and characters yeah. that are pivotal and important and people like, but maybe aren't going to be the headlines for any of those big budget movies. So it's 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 ways to satisfy your fans. As mm -hmm. as as somebody who's been a part of many many fandoms, just give us little nuggets and we will be happy. Just just give us just just give it to us, and it doesn't have to be a big production, and we will be happy. And if they're not happy, they're just miserable people, and just ignore them. Right? Yeah, no. They didn't I, want to be happy in the first place. Exactly. I've, I I kind of agree with something that Kevin Smith said at one point. He's like, "I'll take this every day. These are my stories, and I'm here for it. So you can hate it all day long, but I'm gonna love it every second of every day." So absolutely. And and we're getting Cosmo, a full Cosmo in that. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 
Another thing, well, since kind of shifting gears a little bit, you used to have your own podcast too, correct? I did. The- yeah, it's been a it's been a scheduling nightmare for uh, me, <laughs> as I you are very well versed in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just been one of those. Um, I'm also I'm also just a I, apparently this is a thing now. I'm also just very much a a no niche content creator. So, like, mm-hmm. I like true crime. I like anime. I like comics. I like Star Wars. I like video games. I don't like video games. I like puzzles. I like gunpla. I like, there, there, there are so many things. I like reading. There are so many things that I, I like and that I want to talk about. So, it's very hard um, for me to find a focus sometimes. And, um, and I, I feel like that was one of those, like, I have a lot of fun doing a number of things, but I also have to make sure that I'm not burning myself out <laughs> just sure, because yeah. I want to do things. Um, so uh, the the part of me, especially over the the pandemic time when I winded down on streams and I and I wound down on on kind of just internet presence alone. Period. Um, and and was working on myself. That was one of those those realizations of like. I feel like I can do these things, but just because I can do all of these things, should I do all of these things? So, but I, I, I enjoy podcast formats. I love Zoe to absolute death and she's a fantastic mm-hmm. co-host. And I'm sure um, she got super busy too. Like, and and moving. Got, yeah. And then working yeah. for the, working for, for the Sims and being, you know, mm-hmm. an all-star over there. So um, it's, it's also just been one of those, like, um, this is kind of the, the lesson I've been teaching my community is it's okay to change um it's okay if things don't work out but at least you tried and Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's it's not gonna ever happen again it's just not right now and i i i think that people need to embrace that more it's not a failure you know you, you did something and you had a lot of fun with it and it was very well received but just because you can't keep up with it doesn't mean it's not it's 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 your failure it's just not in the cards right now that's okay yeah See, I'm going to have to take that advice to heart because there's some burnout that I've been experiencing. And in the back of my head, that's what I think is like, who am I letting down? Who am I doing? Like, I'm worried about everybody else. Yep. But this guy. It's hard. And I don't, I feel like I I'm, I owe it to somebody and I don't know who I owe it to. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yourself. Yeah. And I mean, it's. There are passions, and, and, you know, sometimes when I complain about it or I talk about it, I'm thinking, do I not enjoy this? But when I'm in it, you I do. do. Mm-hmm. I do. I really do. So then I get conflicted because I know I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And I don't know. Yeah, it's – I'll have to think on that. <laughs> it's a – it's 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 one of those – it's just an introspective uh, thing. It's also knowing that you you have to give yourself a lot of grace – and and it, it's one of those not everything has to be final either. Yeah. Just because uh, it's just like with TikTok, I had super insane instantaneous success after like two or three videos, and one video alone got me like fifteen thousand followers. I wish I was wow. kidding. So wow. and and it's just one of those. But it was also like I seem to be a unifying force for elevating Gundam building and the interest in the Gundam franchise to a bunch of different people. And I remember someone being like, but you've never talked about Gundam before. And I'm like, doesn't mean I didn't like it. Like, I grew up with Toonami. I have watched that franchise for 30 years at this point. Like, it's it's, it's just, you know, I love Transformers. I love Transformers Beast Wars. I love all these mecha things. But just because I didn't talk about it doesn't mean I'm only interested in it because it's tracking now. 
So it, it also becomes this like imposter syndrome that you have to fight constantly, um, especially after little bits of success in TikTok specifically, I feel like really destroys your brain and your confidence sometimes with this, um, where it's just like, but I know the subject matter. Like I, I, I've i watched all of these series. I, I know the builds, I know the mecha, I know the pilots, I know, I know all of these things, but then there's like, but you never talked about it until now. So therefore you're a fake fan. I'm not a fake fan, damn it. Right? <laughs> it's just like Can't you show like um look at all the stuff that I have before yes. internet existed, people. Yes. Like, you know. And it's just and, it, and it's just one of those like it, just because it was a part of me that that wasn't out there, but I I but everybody knew that I liked anime and everybody knew that I I've, I've watched a, a, quite literally a butt ton of it. So it's just it's I don't know. It's and it's this weird like like thing of content creation of um, I want to share the things that I'm passionate in because those are the things that I know that I can keep up with. But then you also have to constantly fight this this part of you that says, well, you're not good enough. You're, you're not good enough to be as good as this person or you're not genuine and you're just doing this and you're going to ruin all of these fantastic hobbies and these loves for yourself because you're doing it for money. I'm not doing it for money. I can I can pretty much guarantee you I'm not doing any of this for money. So mm. a lot of that is also like centering, centering yourself. So I can't imagine people who do this full time. I can't imagine what type of stress and mental stress and burnout and these constant internal monologues and this constant talking has to be a toll on them because I don't have to do this for money, but there are people who do. And that's and that's yeah. what worries me a lot in, in, in this type of space of like, you know, when your identity is tied to the things that you love and then you no longer have the love for those things, but you have to keep doing them in order to get your income. Like that's something that's something that needs to be, I think, discussed and discovered and broken down a bit more. Yeah, for sure. And Sorry, you, you caught me on a rant. <laughs> no, it's fine because you actually covered. I did want to talk about your TikTok uh, because I, I noticed that you'd been doing stuff. And like you said, the, the 15,000 followers just kind of spiked. And it's hard. That's, yeah, it's it's a, a platform I've been toying around with for this show. And right now I'm not really doing anything more than taking the artwork that we use for the icons mm -hmm. every week. And then Which putting are so it to cute, a little, by the way. Thank you. I, I try to work on them, especially <laughs> uh, for for everything. I've already got yours done, by the way, and <laughs> it wasn't very flashy, or at least I don't think so. I'm sure it's opinion. great. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but you know, I'll put it to a little music, maybe put a little filter on it and whatnot, and try to try to make it fit to what we're trying to do. But in the back of my head. I have bigger ideas mm -hmm. and I'm always trying to think, oh man, wouldn't this be cool? Because I thought it would be amazing. And I know that this is probably very impossible unless I pre-edited the video is to do a stitch, but not with this face, but my little animated face. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I thought that would be fun, but I don't know how to do that. And furthermore, I've thought about little shorts, maybe 15 yep. to 30 second shorts with our animated characters so it's it kind of gives you a little nugget of the animated series that we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And it's just trying to figure out how would that work or how, how could I make that work on a, on a shorter platform because I've got to write it quick. I've got to write it fast. Animating it, I don't think it would be a problem. It was just trying to come up with a content that's small. And short form, original short form content is very difficult. Mm -hmm. And I know 
there's and that's why um trends work so well on TikTok because there is an originator there's somebody who uses a sound makes a sound does something and then people are like that's a really funny idea i'm gonna put my spin on it and then it just goes it goes it goes it goes it goes but to be that person that makes that original bit that is very hard and that is yeah. very hard for it to get traction unless you already have like a really big following and TikTok's algorithm is brutal it will reward you for two weeks and then you'll get 40 views for three months <laughs> and it's and it's just one of those like am i doing something wrong am mm -hmm. i you know are do i use too many hashtags is this not the content that people are seeing but in, in actuality it's just not being served up to the people who are following you it's it's not being served up in the way that it otherwise has been in the past which is why you're being quote unquote penalized for it so it's it's also just and the shorts runs the same way. I still haven't figured out TikTok reels. I'm gonna be completely honest. It's just it's it's one of those I can't do reposts because I need a business account, but I don't want a business account because I don't want any of my shit on Facebook. So like it it's it's exhausting. It's exhausting to navigate all of this stuff. But I can you say have to have a Facebook for TikTok. Oh, it's all the meta con consolidation crap. I didn't know that they were all the same thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Meta Meta owns Facebook and uh Instagram and uh not WhatsApp. Yeah, WhatsApp. I think WhatsApp. Yeah, WhatsApp. Actually. Mm -hmm. Um so which I think is still like the number one used social media platform in the world. Um so it just it's one of those um like just hearing you describe that immediately my marketing brain said, "Oh, I know a perfect tool that can do that so you can repost all of those things across your different platforms. I know somebody who makes a very similar type of content as an avatar that I would love to introduce you to in order to pick their brain for how they piece together their videos. So like it's 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 one of those when you're a content creator, as much as it beats you down, it's so exciting. It's so exciting when you have something and it's so exciting to reward it rewarded. Um, but not with numbers. You get rewarded with the fact that you're fucking done and you did it and it's mm. out there and you can no longer control how it's being received, how it's being received unless you market it. And those are, that's another thing you can control. And that's another thing you can play with. And it's another thing you can have fun with. So it's, it's very much like this job is very exhausting and very rewarding. And it's, it's not even <laughs> two sides of the same coin. It's the exact same fucking side of the exact same coin. Mm. So it's just. I, 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 I welcome people who want to try things and I will always encourage that. But the, the main thing I want people to remember is you are way more worth than any number metric performance, anything that happens. So as long as you are doing something that you can handle and that you are having fun with, continue to make whatever you want to make. But please do not get bogged down on the bullshit. And it's going to be hard and you're going to have to fight against it constantly. But just for the love of all that is you, just remember you are better than numbers. Just if, if you can, if you can do that, do your freaking best and do your darndest. So. See, this is what I was talking about, people. This is why you got to follow her on Twitter. You'll get this all the time. So, <laughs> there you go. And yeah, I, you know, I, with our TikTok views, we're getting about what we normally get. So I'm just I like. I don't know. I've never ventured over into their. Well, I that, just that was one. I just like I I didn't have enough Gen Z in my life to show me how to do it, so I was like, well, yeah. 
we're putting this down. <laughs> like, I mean, I've reached I, the age now where I'm like, there's too many buttons. There's too much you want me to do. And I'm not seeing these practice. huge. Yeah, I'm not seeing these it's huge like, views, huge likes. However, you know, we've talked about this on this show uh, over the last few weeks. This fascination our audience or our growing audience seems to have on our Sonic the Hedgehog 2 episode. I'm not complaining. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But views are f- through the roof, and I don't know what we did. But I'm just like, okay. It's let it's it go. The, also the, the power Sonic. of the share. Yeah, apparently, yeah. yeah. So also the power of the share. I'm just letting it ride, and yeah. others are following suit. I think Cuphead was the other one, followed by Cult of the Lamb. Love it. Ooh, there you Love go. it. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, let's talk about Twitch because. I know you still stream over there. And, I do. Um, curious about your feelings on the platform as it's kind of been embroiled in some controversy over the over the course of time. I feel like time. that's nothing new for <laughs> Right. But, you know, I wanted to hear. It does seem to have had a little different kind of an uptick here as of late. But. Oh, yeah. The the TwitchCon debacle and so on. Like, well, what are your thoughts? I mean, granted, there aren't really too many other places to go. Yeah. It's, um, it's, 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 I mean, it's been the story of, uh, the same thing that's been happening in the commercial sphere of, uh, conglomerates and monopolies, Mm. where when you only have a handful of things that control the market and that are the biggest tool on the market and are very hard to replace, it is going to be very hard for competition to exist. And there has been attempts, mm-hmm. and there have been certain platforms, specifically YouTube and TikTok, uh, as somebody who just did her first uh, TikTok live uh, ever using a OBS-like software um, over on uh, TikTok. Uh, that was quite easy to do. <laughs> and I already had, but I already had an existing audience and yada, yada, yada. Sure. So um, I will say that for someone who is of the, I don't I don't really want to say my I'm casual. Uh, the 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 more part-time hobbyist side of uh the grind. Um mm-hmm. it, it is very much it is very hard to be discovered and to network and to be a part of Twitch. Um to the degree that feels like you have I don't want to use the word meaning but that you have traction, that, that, that you have the ability to grow, that you have the um, the, the potential that you, you would have otherwise. Um, it's very hard to do that because I cannot constantly market myself on other platforms to bring people into the spaces that I'm in. Um, I know what I can do. I know what I can control. I know I can do um, certain things, but it's still very much just like, ugh. So my Twitch channel right now pretty much exists to interact with the people that I have found and to interact with people that I may be finding elsewhere and bringing in and just doing the best that I can. But I also know and I have I have the reality that this is a platform that doesn't work on discoverability. It very much relies on you to do the work to build your audience. and very much, uh, it isn't it isn't a catered algorithm. It isn't something that gets served up to people in the same way that other platforms do. Um, and I, I don't think it needs to be that. I, I, I don't mm. think it has that. I, I don't think people should have that expectation with Twitch. 
but it's also very much Twitch is an end game. Twitch is an end game moneymaker. You need to do a lot of other work to be any type of moneymaker or have any sort of stability on other platforms. The only one that even comes close is YouTube. And that is because YouTube is infinitely scalable. I think people were under the impression that Twitch was also infinitely scalable, but as we are learning with the leaking of the different incomes, as we are learning with the losing of Twitch exclusivity, as we are learning with no longer having any other types of revenue split other than 50-50, it is not scalable. In fact, it is it is very much probably going to be slowing down in terms of scalability for uh, an increase in income and an increase in audience because that is just some level of transparency that people are just never going to be comfortable with. Do you so, think... Go ahead. Do you think the platform would have collapsed at this point had Amazon not supported it? Um, I, I think there would have been more room for having competitors, um, but I don't think it would have been a full collapse. I just don't think it would be number one. Gotcha. I think I think it would be number three or number four by now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they they are they're had their lunch is threatened. Um, mm-hmm. I will say with with the ease that I was able to spin up on TikTok, um, even though I don't have a, a TikTok key, which I am so desperate to get, and hopefully we'll hear back soon, um, so I can do dual streaming and I can I can sort of present my Twitch content to both audiences and then still have my more exclusive Gundam content over on TikTok. So it's it's very, um, again, long form content uh, like live streaming and community interaction and everything is still very much the lifeblood of what I want to do. Um, and it still very much is the thing that I have the most enjoyment. And I think because people have been around for eight, nine, 10 years in this type of sphere, either as a viewer or as a content creator, this, this is ingrained. These are our social circles. These are our community members. These are the people we can rely on for um, when we're feeling down or when we need motivation or when we need to absolutely see that new game and we know that this person has an in with Capcom and they're gonna have it three weeks in advance. So like we, we, we have all of these things that have become so integral to how we consume that I'm disappointed along with everyone else, that there are people at the top who have a vision that does not align with the actual purpose of Twitch. And, you know, Twitch Twitch is a community software. It's, it's, it's a way for people to congregate. And the fact that it just keeps being pushed as this revenue thing, as I just alluded to in the beginning half of my rant, mm-hmm. is that it's, it's, you know, like, we know it's a business. We know there's going to be ads, but if you're not taking into account how that in, how that interaction goes with people, what are you doing? And that's what and that's where the frustration starts coming and that's where the friction is is that it very much is one of the only softwares out there that can provide this much community interaction in a singular place without the level of upkeep that like a Discord would take or anything like that. So it's just, Mm. it's very frustrating because there are so many people who, who Twitch is a part of their lives, um, both in a macro content creation space, but also in a micro social space. And, and I feel like it's unfair to say, you know, oh, you know, (laughs) what was it that Boris Johnson said? 
them's the breaks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it kind of sucks to say like, you know, like, oh, well, that's just the way it is when we're already just so exhausted with, with all these types of platforms, not, not treating its creators, but most importantly, its viewers as people and just seeing us as ways to monetize. So it's, it's 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 exhausting um i don't think twitch uh in the same way is going to collapse but i will say it is not as infinitely scalable or reachable or doable um given the constraints that are now being put on there as something like youtube Hmm. i think i think youtube is and forever will be the ultimate end game if you can do that just because of the ad revenue and the familiarity with the platform in itself at this point because that that's what people are pissed about people are pissed about ads people are pissed about their people that they're watching who are getting screwed and 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 even though part of me is like you're using a free service so get used to ads um sorry like there's a part of me that is like that but i also feel like there there is something more that twitch can do to be more accommodating and to not less intrusive on the live element yes exactly that's that's what it is that that's what it is Intrusive is a very good word. Thank you. <laughs> Just, yeah. Like, it, 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 the couple of people that I've seen taking the um, ad deal, mm-hmm. um, at least, um, and I, I watch very few now, honestly, because of that, because I felt like I was constantly getting stuck in an ad cycle yep. and couldn't get any live content. So I go to, like, the same few people now. Uh, but they see when their ads are coming up, and they'll actually, like, okay, I'm going to take a break. We're going to go pee or do whatever you got to do. So they're taking their break. I'm not missing anything, Yep. you know, going on at the time. And yeah, I mean, it still sucks, but at least the creator's trying to work within it as well so that their audience isn't, you know, missing key moments. If it comes up when you're in the middle of a game, what can you do? You know, yeah. but I watch a lot more like podcast talk style people, so and I, I think how it lent itself a little easier for them to be like, I'm taking a break right now when it comes up. But I think that that is something that the more folks are going to have to turn to. Um, I know that I've had that in the back of my mind because, you know, I, I at most stream four hours at a time. Um, and right now it's been one day a week. So unfortunately, the last thing that I'm thinking about is when I'm going to be taking ad breaks in order to make sure people don't get them. Um so it's 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 one of those I feel like that's just going to be a new trained muscle that folks are going to have to mm-hmm. um, maybe get used to it and maybe work around. And it, we're in an adjustment period. We're in an adjustment and growing period. And of course, people are going to be upset. Um, I, I don't I don't uh, have the same uh, doomsday thought process when it comes to like, oh, this is the death of Twitch. I will say um, it will be nice when Twitch is not the only space that can provide this level of interaction and provide this level of um, community uh, engagement the same way uh, that it does now. I, 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 I want somebody to take their lunch. I want somebody to great. threaten them. Yes, com- we, we, yeah. we need competition. We've seen this with wrestling. We are now seeing this with the grocery store merger crap. We've seen this with a bunch of other things of of we need competition because we need fairness for the consumer. And that's Just that's think of all the cool things we can have when you're forced to be better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, literally. Account- accountability. Accountability yeah. is useful. 
you know, that's that's the whole reason, you know, that's why, well, sometimes elections work. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not that far off from seeing Taco Bell be the sole uh, restaurant, remember, from Demolition Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get there eventually. They do have some nice ones now, I'm going to say. They do, yeah. They're cantinas. I mean, yes. <laughs> First time I saw one in a picture, it was like in Minneapolis or something. And I'm like, wait a minute, it's two stories. Of the dra- it looked like a little mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a freaking Taco Bell. I was like, guys, can I, it sells beer too. Can I share something that is going to completely rock y'all's world? Please. Please. I've never <laughs> eaten a Taco Bell. Oh. Hey, you're not good it, for you. <laughs> it all tastes the same. That's been my joke. If you've had one item from Taco Bell, you've literally tasted all of the <laughs> items. It's just depending on whether you wanted a hard shell or a soft shell. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Taco Bell, uh, Long John Silver's, and White Castle. I've never, I've never well, partaken around them. here. We dare not go to a Taco Bell. There's just too many amazing taquerias to go to. Same. Or, oh, you know. I, I live in like the freaking Empanada Center over here and i i live in lakeview so it's just very much just like i turned down the street and it's like empanada i turned down the other street yep. oh my gosh it's another empanada store like why would mm-hmm. i have anything else right no reason no reason so you Unless guys it's 2 a.m and you're drunk i guess yeah it's fair 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. you guys have all close. the awesome restaurants where you are i don't have that in my neighborhood <laughs> nice i have to go being in a bigger city i guess yeah, yeah. i have to drive access to a lot of great food 40 minutes to Nashville before I can get something really interesting. I did have something. Really good barbecue. Uh, We do. We do. We have some of the best barbecue and uh, the hot chicken, if you will. Mm -hmm. I actually, I know this is a, a, you know, unimportant story, but I just thought I'd share. Uh, I actually had uh, an Irish dish yesterday. Found this little Irish pub outside of Nashville. Uh, It was very interesting. Like I had this, I, I'm not a fan of like deviled eggs, boiled eggs mm-hmm. or whatever, but they had this dish. I can't remember what it, what it was called, but it was like deviled eggs. And then I guess it was deep fried with sausage on like the a, outside. Like a, not, not a scotch egg. Uh, what is that called? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I it would be something to that. Egg, of, but then... I guess that's what they would be. Uh, but I thought, you know, I'm here. It's like a croak. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. let's give them a try since i don't know if i'll ever come back uh i probably will though because it was it was a good dish or the the entire experience was nice so yeah that's good yeah. and also i apologize haggis is scottish not irish that so is that's true that's and i don't think i would ever try haggis <laughs> oh what i i, that I with, just won't i grew up with filipino dishes uh mm-hmm. from some members of my family so like i've already had i'm pretty sure i had like a like a like a cow's stomach and sheep's intestine and a couple mm. other things so i'm just like whatever the texture is what set me off but the taste was fine mm-hmm. well i think it was like mike myers said in so i married an axe murder they they asked he said do you really like haggis he's like actually no i find it repulsive in every way in fact i find all scottish cuisine was based on a dare <laughs> like, okay fair yes. enough oh that's funny i did like a uh, black pudding though <laughs> Yeah, like see, that was, was that was on the, the, the menu, and I was curious about it, and I thought, well, maybe next time. It's got, I got a, a save nice something. little spice to it. It's, it's yummy. Yeah. Lays, did you have any uh, specific questions for, for no, Yeva? No, I've just been enjoying 
the conversation? Yeah. Just All right. Well, the conversation. I mean, we could continue a conversation, but I, I did kind of uh, put together a little something if you, if you guys wanted to uh, to play a game. Let's go for it. It's time to play Name That Game. Oh, no. Oh, yes. That's an old favorite he's dusting oh, yes. off. I, I, I haven't put this together in quite a while. <clears throat> and in fact, disappointingly, I missed one. I forgot. Damn. I didn't set that one up. Uh, all you right. So we're gonna these, s- you should make these into sporkle quizzes. Okay. See? Here's another idea. She should be our idea person. I have I have so her. many. They they you just know. they just come to my brain and this is also why I have a lot of like analysis paralysis when it comes to content creation. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just very much like, "Oh, I should do that." No, I shouldn't do that. And then 3 months later I was like, "Damn it, I should have done that because now <laughs> it's here and it's yeah." Right. Happens all the time. So, basic rules of the game if you're unfamiliar is I'm going to read you a description of a game. Uh, all of these, to my knowledge, uh, will probably be out today. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just say that. I think okay. their release dates were either today or tomorrow. Mm. Um, I may have embellished them a little to kind of give them some spark because... Steven won't even accept their own description for their Yeah, games. because look, okay, I, I appreciate... <laughs> I need a little zhuzh on this one. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're game developers, perhaps not writers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so they, they just need a, they need a punch-up. Just like I would how gladly. I'm in marketing, but I'm not in branding. So Exactly. Right, yeah. It's not my thing. <clears throat> so you, I will tell you the, the description of the game, and then I'll give you four choices to tell me which game you think it is, and I then you tell me... Choice. Yes. All right. Same. So. We used to not get it, by the way. So it's we used okay. To have to just <laughs> but that was all part of the fun. Yeah. Is trying yeah. to figure out, and I try to do my best to throw you. So here we yes. go. And he's good at it. In this game, you will wake up in a dungeon, and you do not remember who you are or how you got there. But since all tunnels lead upward, it is not difficult to guess that for some reason or another. You are currently at the lowest level. Soon you realize that the dungeon carries many dangers. You must fight enemies, look for keys to open to the next levels. As you progress, you will find answers to your questions. The stone walls of the lower levels will be replaced by more modern metal plastic on the top. Then, instead of torches, you will see electric lamps and computers. Eventually, you will understand what this place is. But remember the events that happened here in the recent past, answering the age-old question, who am I and why am I here? (laughs) Hotel simulator, final answer. (laughs) Is this game Ulysses Bookendorf, Percy Lancaster, Harry Pitfall, or Gene Dungeon Crawler? Mm. So it's the name of the protagonist? Yeah. Boo. You're going to have to say them again. A, Ulysses Bookendorf. B, Percy Lancaster. C, Harry Pitfall. Or D, Gene Dungeon Crawler. I'm going to go with B. Okay. 
I also just like the name Percy. <laughs> I liked the book Endorfer. Okay. <laughs> I liked that. Um, I'll go with C. There's supposed to be a winner, right? I'll buck against. Okay. We got to have a winner and a loser. The answer is B, Percy yep. Lancaster. All right, 1-0. Oh. All right, buckle That's up. That's typical. I don't usually, I maybe get one. <laughs> that, that now, my old my streak was one. always like, yep. If I got the, one, I was like, yeah. So just so you know, it's all downhill from here as far as <laughs> the games we're talking about. That was the most normal one. Further into the dungeon we go. Yeah, you remember how this goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always like to find the the real weird ones. Anyway, next game. You have been a skeletal warrior of hell for eons, and you've never wavered no matter the task. However, on a seemingly normal blazing hot day, a super cute cat comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know that this pure, adorable creature does not belong in hell. So you resolve yourself to escort this cat out and back from whence it came. This is an action game with roguelike elements, permanent death, and random level generation. With upgrades that you can get as you go along. But as the difficulty ramps up, the further you go through hell, there will be elements of bullet hell. Steal your mind, warrior. You will be able to upgrade your defenses, your attacks, your speed, and more as you fight your cat's way to freedom. Mm. Is this game A, cat boy crazy, B, flipping out for felines, (laughs) C, there's something about whiskers, or D, pussy panic in purgatory? Oh my god, I'm gonna go with D just because I love it. I don't even care if that is the name. It should be the name, and I'm doing D. I'm gonna have to go with D too. Oh my god, that's so funny. Answer is A. Catboy oh. crazy. Catboy crazy. The worst one. Hey, I mean, honestly, if they need to like maybe rebrand that and then mm-hmm. use yours, I hope that you get all of the rights because that's mm-hmm. a pretty fantastic one. This is a this is a question we've had numerous times. The things, the titles that I come up with can sometimes be uh, a lot more interesting than what they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always like I'll crazy. pick my favorites because I'm like, well, that's what it should be named. And it, you know, and even <laughs> Catboy Crazy doesn't even give you the element and that it's honestly, in hell. Honestly, from the description, I kind of want to play it. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really fun. Yeah. You said rogue like saving a cat from hell. I'm like, yeah, okay. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these do sound really interesting. Like, I would give them a shot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially this next one. So, in this game, everyone in town has their version of what happened in Timmons Manor. Even though none of them were there. Everyone has their theories about why a Timmons relative has not been able to set foot on the property in 100 years. But none of them are correct. Explore... Converse, find clues, and solve puzzles in this short, quirky, single-player puzzle adventure. Can you solve the case of Timmons Manor? Is this game A. Supervisor Snoop, The Watchdog Chronicles B. Hawkshaw McGraw, Public Dick C. Jeepers Peepers, The Milksop Gumshoe Or D, Inspector Detective Private Eye. Pro- 
probably D because it's so it's that's not the funnest of the of them all. What was A again? Supervisor Snoop, the Watchdog Chronicles. Hmm. That I love to see. I'm going to go with A. The answer is D. Inspector <gasps> Detective Woo-hoo! Private Eye. Look at that. Now you're tied. Look at that. Woo. So that's my Woo! one, right? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right. Here's the tiebreaker. <laughs> unless, unless you know, you both get it wrong and then you're tied. And then we're tied. I would have had one it. more, but I screwed that up. It's fine. I don't even know where to begin with this one. Uh, that's why it's last. Uh, get ready for the game inspired by the freedom and flexibility of your own self. The possibilities are endless, as are the possibilities of player interaction, which is what you're after. Create appointments, meet new people, and make new friends as you spend time together exploring each other and doing things you've never done before in a computer game. Mm. Is this game A. Hand Simulator Rendezvous B. Nudist Camp Emulation C. Ball Jugglers and Muff Snugglers (laughs) or D. Tossing Salad with Friends Okay, I loved C. I want it to be C, so it's probably not C. I loved it so much. What was B again? Nudist camp emulation. Emulation? Mm-hmm. And uh, what was A? Hand simulator rendezvous. I'm going to go with that. I do like the fact that it says rendezvous in it. But I do like B because I feel like the nudist camp would be a nice little swerve. Um. Yeah, let's go with A2. The answer is A, Hand Simulator Rendezvous. Oh, I punched the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We're tied. Yeah, you You're made tied. C too good. I I'm was sorry. Like, no, that's, was... that's totally Steven there because I yeah. was too creative and original. I but I'm okay it. with being a tie. It's okay. Yeah, it was a tie yeah. game. I'm glad. So there are no winners here today. We're all winners. We're we all, all winners. winners. As they say. Uh, but that's all I have, Lace. If you've got yeah, nothing else. we're good. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Yabba. I'm yeah, so glad that it worked out. Y'all are fantastic. And I had so much fun uh, listening to the past couple of episodes. So well, because I was listening. sorely yeah. behind. So, yeah. It was fantastic. So, And I will have to go listen to the Hocus Pocus one because I'm curious. I'm curious about y'all's. Yes. Y'all's. Uh, uh, They're fields. good. They're good people over there. Yeah. Definitely check out the podcasters assembled slash disassembled humans. They're lovely gents. And I always, I always huh? tell people if if you kind of like, you know, wanting your opinion heard, you just want to throw your hat in the ring. It's a fun time. You For don't sure. have to do anything massive. You can do like a five minute little, hey, I love this movie. This is why. These are things I love about it. And then that's it. Yep. It doesn't have to Off be super detailed Ooh. like some people. Well, why don't you tell the good siblings where we can follow all things Yabba Dabba? Oh, that's me. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm dancing, apparently. Yes. Um, so I uh, have the brand miracle of having almost the exact same username across everything. 
Um, but I will say probably uh, the two places where I post the most is going to be over on TikTok, uh, which is going to be at Yabba Debba, um, especially if you like anime Gundam uh, and just ridiculous nostalgia content for TikTok in your 30s. Um, and uh, I would probably say Instagram. I'm probably going to be posting a bit more over on Instagram than I am on Twitter. But if you do also like Twitter, I will be uh, there occasionally. Same on Twitch. Uh, and then I am trying to get my YouTube channel uh, off the ground. I will have some original content over there, including playing Mass Effect, mm-hmm. playing it next month, and I'm so excited. So you're like, right so. now you're doing Resident Evil, right? Yes, we're mm-hmm. we're trucking through uh, Resident Evil. Um, I did Chris's side. I do have Jill's side back from two, uh, tw- 2019 when I first played it. That was the first time I ever played a Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have that one, and... I don't have my, I I still have my headset and uh, I'm pretty sure part of my stream setup was still from my laptop and it was just kind of fun to look back and be like, oh, little, little baby streamer Yeva. She was just so adorable. So, and then, uh, and then, yeah, now, now we got this, these shenanigans. So, um, yeah, I have to admit, I got, I got a kick out of your TikTok where you're doing the everywhere you look and the full house <laughs> the full house yeah house. and then just looking at the screen i'm so sad i can't post that on youtube because it will be uh, yeah. dmca'd out the wazoo but Heck, um, twitter might catch it too yeah I, I i was careful not to do there i probably will do i'll probably try a reels and see if that that does okay they're they're a little bit less strict over there but it is the Wild West in terms of audios still over on, over oh, on yeah. YouTube. I've only had a couple, or uh, on TikTok, I've only had a couple taken down. Um, and I, I actually had my first community violation, but then they they cleared it from my stuff. Because uh, <laughs> I was I just said somebody was like a crybaby bitch, and I got in trouble. And I was oh, just wow. like, I have said a lot worse <laughs> on everything. So um it's not that big of a deal. So I think I may have just offended somebody and they mass reported me. So, but they, they quickly, very quickly removed it. And they were just like, this really wasn't that bad. You're fine. And I was like, cool. Thanks. <laughs> Wish YouTube it. could be like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue. Excellent. Well, I think that's our show then. Yes. Ah, you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash, or you can go to Instagram to view the weekly icon art Stephen puts his time and love into. Uh, you can also send an email to supermegacrash at gmail.com and also support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred podcast app and even going over to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. If you want more things other than just the podcast, visit the YouTubes at youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. We're getting better at discord. Come help make us great and click the link and join us, which is in the description down below. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Lacey Finley. And I'm Stephen White. And you can join us again next time. Super mega crash siblings. But until then game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.